You're giving Isabella far too much credit. Okay, I have a question, sir. Yes, um, as always. What is something that's on your bucket list? Bucket list? Uh, yeah. Let me see. <clears throat> oh, crap. <laughs> what would I like to do? Um... Uh, Travel to Australia, maybe. <clears throat> Ooh, Australia! Interesting. Of all the places in the world, why? Why Australia? You want to eat some kangaroo? Are, is that allowed? Can they eat kangaroo? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's because my parents brought me there when I was really young, when I was like two years old, and I have no mm. memories of it. But, uh, but I I keep hearing great things about. Australia, so I'd like to check it out for myself. Mm-hmm. Dang, yeah, I feel like mine was definitely like somewhere along the lines of travel too. I think, um, like a big, I don't know, growing up in the U.S., a very like popular vacation is to Hawaii. Oh uh, yeah, and I feel like going to like swim with like stingrays or dolphins or something or like snorkeling like that would be like super cool. Um, with like the the turquoise water, like the coral reefs that like pretty stuff um I feel like that sounds like fun yeah um but hi welcome back to the tie five podcast i'm here today with nick penaloza nick hello um would you like to tell the the listeners at home a little bit about yourself yeah i'm glad to be here i i'm also a student at usc i'm entering my sophomore year and i grew up in shanghai china China, tough. That's you mean West Taiwan, right? I, 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 I think we're just like I, I've never really heard of China. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> is this kind of like a Wakanda thing from Marvel, or is it like a made up place? Because like I've heard of West Taiwan, I've heard of like Japan, I've heard of Korea, but China, like I'm sorry. Don't All right, uh, we won't get into the, <laughs> we won't get into. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyways, yeah, Nick, thank you, sir, for um hopping on on an episode today. Um, today we're gonna be talking about um just kind of like thinking, thought processes, um, and just like the way we kind of sort through life and see things, and I don't know, just everything that goes on up here. Um, so. Honestly, like, I feel like this is a very broad topic where you can, like, talk about literally everything because, like, everything includes, that, like, that thinking in, in, in your brain, right? So, I don't know. When you, for, when you first think of, like, your thought life, what, what kind of pops up in your head for you? Uh, I think, like, how I organize, I, or how I organize thoughts, 
Um, it was like the first thing that came up. Uh, usually, I try to do it by theme, or try to like group group different ideas around like a bigger idea. So it's so it's like not everything is just scattered around. So for school, like you can organize by subject. Um, if you have like just random ideas, I guess that can be a bigger grouping as well. So I think like the organization of ideas in the mind is uh, there's a lot of like possibilities for, and like ways you can organize thoughts. Mm-hmm. For sure, and I think like speaking of like schoolwork, I think it's very interesting how like different people approach like different projects. I think like first like even like getting started on projects, there are like people who like wait until like the last moment like there are people who are like oh i need like a perfect three hour block of time to work on this project or else like i just can't get it done and th- some people are like oh i'll work on it for like seven and a half minutes and then if something comes up then i'll like kind of stop like what how do you kind of get into that mental space for like your workflow when you got schoolwork uh i i like a quiet s- quiet space where i can be alone usually and uh hopefully there's like little to no noise but sometimes i can work with like a lot of noise around so it uh and it depends on um my like mental state like did i get enough sleep <clears throat> am i like tired from doing like uh, physical exercise uh, yeah so usually uh usually i'm more yeah i do try to block out time to do certain tasks instead of like just allocating like seven minutes and then stopping <clears throat> mm, yeah i think like um that's something i've realized a lot going to college because like we can kind of build our own schedules right and it's a little different than like in high school where you're kind of like oh you're in school for like this block of like eight hours and then like you go home or whatever um like in college you know you'll have a class in the morning maybe like a two-hour break then another class back to back or whatever. And then like maybe three hours or like, I don't know, whatever like that. Right. And I've realized that I can't like, I'm really bad if I schedule classes with like an hour or two break in between, because like, you know, I'll, I'll go to the class, I'll come back to the dorm, whatever. Maybe that like takes up 10 minutes and then I'll just kind of like get settled into my like desk or whatever. And then maybe then I have like 30 minutes left before, like I have to go to my next class. Right. And I'm like, bruh, do I really want to get started on this assignment or do I really want to write this essay? Like 30 minutes, like as soon as I get into the groove, then like I'll like have to leave, right? So then I end up like, I don't know, maybe like scrolling on my phone or like going on YouTube or something, just like wasting 30 minutes. Um, I feel like those little in-between times, like I'm so bad at like getting started then. Uh, like, I don't know if you feel that, but yeah, that's just like, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, and I, I usually do all my work after, after like all my classes end. Um, the, for the in-between times, yeah, the in-between times are hard because you don't, this is, there's like a big time constraint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, um, I found like, I, I like to, um, sort of stack my schedule basically where like throwing all of your classes on maybe like two or three days. So like, instead of having like three classes every day of the week I'll have like four or five classes on like maybe Monday Wednesday and then try to have like Tuesday Thursday off or just like Thursday with like one class and I feel like during that time when I like know ahead of time like oh today I have like a nice big chunk of time then I can kind of like 
mentally get prepared to like tackle that you know homework in those projects you know yeah that would make that makes sense to stack your classes <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it, yeah sometimes that can be yeah. a bit overwhelming so it so, yeah some balance yeah for sure yeah i feel like um like for me like if i kind of grind for the, those like two days like just like get through those classes then i can like also like chill on like those other days um yeah yeah and um i think you kind of touched upon like oh i need a quiet space i kind of need to be alone to like get into the into the groove i know a big thing that a lot of people do is like music do you have any thoughts on music while you work like are you able to to listen to music while you work yeah i actually prefer music sometimes uh, and <clears throat> like sometimes i wake up from a nap and i'm like very sleepy and if i put on some music i wake up and can focus better <clears throat> and after a while the music kind of becomes background noise when you like once it wakes me up and i get focused yeah so it's sometimes like i don't really hear the music anymore it's just playing and i'm just doing whatever i'm doing <clears throat> oh that's so interesting because like i i do like the exact opposite of what you do like to like i'll take when i take naps i'll like put on some airpods or like headphones and then i'll play some music kind of like at like a lower volume and then i'll just like end up sleeping and then like while i sleep i'm like listening to music right um so like just right before this call like maybe 30 minutes before i took a quick like 30 minute nap listened to like my worship playlist um and i don't know like yeah that i feel like especially worship music like i feel like i can like kind of close my eyes and rest and be like all right yeah let me like go to sleep to this um but during like studying times i feel like i found that like i cannot like i'm i'm really i'm like really bad at like distractions i i get sidetracked so easily and i feel like with um with music a lot of like the type of music i listen like to listen to is like broadway music um so it's like for musicals and like there's a storyline in the song right like they're singing their emotions or like whatever's happening in this point of the plot right so like then i'll start like thinking about like oh like the lyrics and like oh wait like oh this is where we're at in the story it's like kind of like i'm going along and i'm like next thing you know i'm like three songs in it's been 15 minutes like my document has not been edited in like the last whatever and i'm just like bruh now i gotta go to my next class or whatever um and like music really just distracts me. So now I feel like when I do work, like I can only listen to like music without like lyrics. Um, Cause like the lyrics, they'll just like, I'll be thinking and I'll maybe I'll sing along or whatever. And when I, I can't like sing and like do like think, do work. Um, but yeah, um, I think also like music is a very interesting kind of like way to like really change your emotions. Um, like I remember, um, I have like before going to USC, um, I there's this thing with a girl. Went on one date with her, didn't really work out. Um, but like um, during that time period, like I remember, there's just like a specific, like random Spotify playlist that I found that I really liked. Um, it was like um, a bunch of songs from a bunch of different like FIFA, like game playlists. Like so. It was all those songs, right? Um, and so I was just listening to that a lot. And now, like, when I listen back to that um, that time, or, like, those songs, right, I just end up thinking about, like, that girl and, like, the emotions during that time, right? And now every time I'm playing FIFA and I'm listening to the soundtrack, I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to, like, play some soccer. And I end up, like, thinking about this girl. I'm like, it's not okay, you know? Um, 
but I, I don't know if like you kind of have that like music like being connected to different like times in your life I, like some songs you you can like link they're linked to like a certain event mm-hmm. oh man <clears throat> uh, yeah I think that's the like music is definitely connected to <clears throat> memories and emotions and <clears throat> it can really like set the mood of the of like that time block for you if it's like depending on the pace and the content as well of the songs um, mm. and i can see how that can be very distracting if if it reminds you of, <laughs> if it reminds you of a certain person or a certain event mm-hmm. what's one of the songs um in your life that like kind of connects you to like a like a, a big emotion or like event or like time in your life uh let's see, let's see oh yeah i got uh happy by pharaoh williams <clears throat> oh yeah yeah the song i think it was featured in despicable me yeah and that, that song is it was just like playing everywhere at like what in the year it was released so like yeah. it, it reminds me of I felt like I felt like that time was like just a really joyful time that year. <clears throat> Dude, for sure. Yeah, I think that came out like was that like when we were in maybe like early middle school? I don't know. Um yeah. 2013. Okay, yeah. Um also like by the way, Despicable Me, solid movie, bro. <laughs> yeah. Dang, same. Like I think I remember, um, like, the summer before going to eighth grade, um, my sister, like, was obsessed with Hamilton, like, extremely obsessed, um, and like, so we were on vacation. We were in like Las Vegas area ish, and like the reception was really bad. And I remember it was like a long car ride to like wherever we were going. And so the entire ride, it was like a, a good three hour ride. My sister was holding up her phone like outside of the window, like trying to get a good reception while like playing the Hamilton playlist. Right. Um, and so like it kind of like came in and out and that kind of thing. And she was singing along or whatever. And then like right after that, in eighth grade, I, I had a history class and it was about U.S. history. Right. And Hamilton is basically like about U.S. history. And not, like the songs like they were just ingrained in my brain. And there were like multiple times on tests where like there was questions and I was like, bro, I know it because of like this character saying this part in the song. And that like means like that this is the answer. Um, so like whenever I think of Hamilton, I kind of like think of that, that time in like eighth year, like taking those tests in history class, um, which I, I think it was fun. Like, thank you to my sister for like listening to that to like, you know, help me get those extra points. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, music is a, extremely um interesting thing like I, I i remember um talking to uh someone at usc and he's like a really big runner um he like loves doing long distance running and oh i think this was at the the thon we had this um event with our christian fellowship where we kind of go to a beach um run maybe like six miles or whatever to raise money for um like sh- short-term mission trips like overseas um and i was running with him in the beginning and he was like um do you have any like earbuds or anything like and i was like uh like i thought he like wanted to like borrow them or something so he could listen to music while he was going and he was like 
oh no like you should like get rid of those like don't use them because like music is like not allowed in real running competitions because like it's scientifically proven to like help you keep rhythm and stamina or whatever or something like help like kind of keep the pace and rhythm of your body to like keep going or something so like they're not allowed in competitions which i think is really interesting yeah so um i don't know i feel like yeah music is just really cool um a lot of interesting subconscious ways that it can affect us um but okay i was having this conversation with a couple of people before um and it's about food so like you know imagine you got a plate of like you got some rice you got some some meat you got some i don't know veggies some potatoes maybe some like sauce in there um and you know do you mix it all together and like eat it all like it's like a big jumbled thing or do you kind of like pick like oh i'm gonna eat this part first and this part this next or do you like do different combinations or like how, how do you like go about eating like a a dish like that uh i usually like to mix rice with vegetables and vegetables and meat so like mm -hmm. i usually like i would cut cut like a <clears throat> cut the meat into like smaller pieces and put it together with the vegetable and the rice and like eat it in one like one spoon you just, um, but if I'm too hungry I just do whatever and <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's like hey, complete chaos but I try and to like I try to mix yeah. oh could you try to mix oh like I that's so interesting because I feel like I ever since I was a kid um, I like have like a very specific order of like how I eat things. Um, I would always do vegetables first, like get that out of the way, like get my disgusting veggies out of here, bro. Like I can't like, I can't do that. And like, there's some points where like, maybe if I'm eating with like family members, right? Like, oh, we're like all eating together family style, right? There's like a bunch of different dishes on the table and like our own plates. They'll see like, oh, Matthew, you finished your veggies so fast. You must've really liked them. Here's some more. And I'm like, bro, what? Um, but I would do that and then save like the the meat and the rice together at the end because like that's what I like the most right um and there's even like um kind of like a thing in my house like before like when we made pasta right we would just like you know cook the pasta and like mix it in with like the sauce but like me and my sister would always like debate about like oh what's the right ratio of like pasta to sauce and like that kind of thing and we could like never agree on it and like my dad would come in and be like no like get more sauce or like get less this or whatever and so like now every single time we cook pasta we just like like separate bowl for like the pasta separate like um pot for the the sauce like you do it yourself um so like now it's like always separate um because like we need to get our all of our individual ratios um right yeah um but i think that was like for you know when you have like things that like you do and don't like do, do you save like the your favorite stuff for like the end or do you like eat them in the beginning and then save like the yucky stuff for later like how do you kind of go through the process of eating that yeah i think i eat the stuff i like the most first <clears throat> and uh for example like like i i don't hate soup but i won't like actively go for it so I usually eat soup like at the end, um, mm. and like before I didn't really like vegetables, but as I got older, I think I started eating vegetables like more at the front of the front of the 
like the order. So I think it it like it changes a lot based on your uh, your age as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think like I when I was young, like I would not eat tomatoes, like no matter what, which is kind of like. Yeah, like it's it's weird. Like I don't know. Like tomatoes are such like a, like they're in pasta, they're in pizza, bro. There's like they're in so many things. But like, if it was like an un, it was like a raw tomato, I'd be like, no, get it out of my face. Um, but now like I I love tomatoes. Like I'll I'll, I'll eat slices of tomatoes like by themselves if like they're you know like just there. Um, I I think it's yeah, the maturation of the taste buds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tomatoes. Yeah. Like coffee is a big one that. Like you kind of adapt to the to the flavor of coffee, and, mm-hmm. and then as you grow older, you tend to like it more. I think. How much How much coffee do you usually drink now? Oh, I don't. Uh, only occasionally I'll drink one. Uh, like hmm. I had a eight a.m. math final, so I drank. <laughs> I drank some for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Cause I think like. I've never like drank coffee before. Like I've had a sip of my dad's thing and I was like, ew, this is gross. I hate it. Um, and I know, um, like one of our soon to be roommates, John Grayson, um, I've talked to him and he's like, I used to like go heavy on the caffeine. I was like an addict, bro. Um, but now he's kind of like reformed, you know, he, he went to, um, like caffeine anonymous or whatever. Um, and now he says like, I only drink decaf, but like still like think like the, the action of like drinking coffee um and like kind of brewing it and then getting the smell and then like having a warm mug in the morning um like he feels energized by it even though it's like decaf um does like caffeine affect you or like that way or it does it it definitely gives you more energy i feel like and for some people it's a it's like a routine so if you don't if you don't do it then it's the morning is just like uh, can be ruined by like not doing that coffee routine but for mm-hmm. for me I don't have like a coffee routine but I uh, when I really need energy I, I will use I'll drink some like mm-hmm. coffee yeah like my mom she is like addicted to, to coffee like she can like she cannot function if she doesn't have like a cup of coffee in the morning Like, and I've seen it sometimes where she like either gets like too tired or like or she just like doesn't drink it like until like maybe later in the morning like those early hours of the morning i'm like bro she cranky like stay away like don't don't say anything bad to mom um but like and also like i can kind of like see it in her face she like has like sort of like the droopy eyes and like kind of like the like like i I don't know how to describe it but like yeah she, she like ain't feeling it um without coffee in the morning um but i think okay going back to like the food thing um i found something in like restaurants that like i've kind of been in conflict with with myself like a lot of times like i'll I'll go to like the same like i don't know handful of restaurants when i'm around at home right because like those are like the regulars where i kind of know like oh i like these foods right and then there's also those restaurants where like oh maybe you'll go like maybe once or twice a year like occasionally but you're not like not regularly going there right and i feel like at those restaurants um there's always that safe option right like that safe option where like oh if i get that I know I'm going to like it. But then there's always like one or two little things that are like, oh, that kind of seems appealing. Like it sounds nice on the menu. Like maybe the pictures on Yelp look nice. But like, um, 
you're like you're not sure if you should get that and i feel like every single time i'm like maybe i'll be brave today and i get it and then it ends up being like a terrible thing but then by the next time i come around like the next six months after that has passed i come back to the restaurant again i've completely forgotten about like how bad this is and like i end up doing that same thing and then i ordered it and then like my night is ruined because i'm like wow i got like this terrible like dish of i don't know whatever like do you do you kind of are you like an adventurous like menu picker or do you kind of like play it safe with the stuff you know? Uh, I I definitely play it safe for like when I order and like sometimes I would try like new combo like new dishes, um, but they usually are like just sim like simple variations of another dish that I like. Mm-hmm. So like maybe a protein is switched or uh, a different vegetable or something like that mm-hmm. yeah um i think like i remember one time maybe this was right before the pandemic hit but me my sister my mom and dad we went to like this like fit like this seafood place it's like where you like it's like a very like finger food place like they give you like bibs and everything um and you go like down to this table um and like they just like like whatever you want it's like dim sum but with like a bunch of raw like fish and like clams and lobster and all that stuff right um and so it's like a pretty expensive place and for me like i'm not a big seafood guy right so i was thinking like maybe you know i'll think a little financially like let's not like waste all this money on this fish so like my sister was like ah oh, give me like this that like catfish and like lobster and like squid stuff and like they're all piling it on and then when the lady got to me i was like um, can I get just like some some chicken tenders or something? And then I just got like roasted by my entire family. And like the the lady who was there, she was kind of like, yeah, this this dude kind of stupid, right? Um, and that was kind of like me playing it safe, right? But then afterward, like the entire day, like my sister was like, wow, what a waste of money! Like, why? Like, why would we even bring you here? Um, if you're like not gonna try the fish or whatever. Um, so like, I feel like since then I've tried to be a little more adventurous with like my menu picking, but then it always like bites me in the butt, anyways. So like yeah i don't know i feel like a lot of food is uh just trial and error and like those like those top dishes uh probably failed like or like previous variations of like a popular dish probably failed like many times before it got to where it is so mm-hmm. for sure it, it was a slow grind for for all, all of those popular dishes <laughs> yeah like caesar salad or something i probably had like some of her name <laughs> and it was not good mm-hmm, for sure yeah um i think another thing that i think like something that was like a lot more prevalent when i was younger um was like often my family would go to like chinese or asian restaurants right and i can't read chinese or taiwanese um but like my mom and dad can right so um like a lot of times like the menu is just all in that language and like i have to like completely trust them right um and i feel like for me, the only person in the world that I trust, like, ordering food for me is my mom. Like, every single time she orders for me, like, like she gets it right or whatever. Like, my, my sister has gone to, like, pick up food for me. And I'm like, bro, like, did you not know, like, I despise mushrooms with a passion or something? Or, like, my dad, like, every single time my mom, like, gets something for me, I'm like, bro, that hits. Um, I don't know. I think, like, in that, I trust her sometimes more than myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, But kind of moving along a little bit um we've been talking a lot about like different uh ways of like thinking about different topics 
um, getting a little more conceptual and like theoretical when you like have ideas or like kind of, Oh, like I want to do this or like little thoughts of something of like what could be, um, how does that kind of like work in your brain for you? Like, how do you kind of like organize that? How do you kind of like make it more like concrete or like into something that where you can like, Oh, this is how I can actually like go forward from this. Yeah. So like, uh, usually those moments, like those new ideas come to me and like, I think like right before I fall asleep or in the shower. Bro, yes. Uh, when they happen, like when those moments happen, I I try to like find my phone or a notebook and like write it down immediately before I forget it. And I like I have like a list of like is the the notes is just called ideas and I just write like anything that like comes up and for ideas that I feel more passionate about I might do like a simple plan like what is like what is the some like what is the idea in like one sentence and then why uh, why would like I pursue this idea and like like a very simple plan like that to help to help uh to help me pursue that idea if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like what you said about the, um, the like at, at night or like at a, during like a shower or something like, bro, I, I relate to that so much. I remember, um, almost like two years ago when I first like, was like, maybe I should like do a podcast or something. Like I remember it was like late at night. I had, uh, an English essay, like timed right tomorrow, like morning, very like first period. And I was just kind of like laying in bed, like I couldn't fall asleep. And so I started thinking and I was like, what if I like started a podcast with my sister? And then like in my head, I kind of ran through like 15 minutes of like what a podcast would sound like. I just like had a, like a pretend conversation with myself and my fake sister. Um, and I remember I was like, oh my gosh, this like is such a great idea. We should definitely do this. Um, and then like when I woke up, I was like, this is stupid. Like I sound stupid like this, like why would I ever do this? Um, and like, I don't know, I feel like I feel that so often, like when I'm right before I'm going to sleep, like when I'm laying down in my bed, like I feel like every idea in the world that I come up with is like, that's oh, a game changer. It's like so good. And then I wake up, I'm like, wow, I hate myself. Like if I did this, this is this like is terrible. Like I'm going to lose all credibility because it was so stupid or something. Um, I definitely have those reality check moments as well. Like it, mm-hmm. it sounds like really good in your head and then you... And then you run it by someone else, and then they're like, "No, it's really, it's really not." And then you, Dude, for sure. <laughs> and then you, you're in a, you're in denial for a while, but then you, you'll realize that, yeah, that what there's, like sometimes what they, the feedback you get is correct. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Um, I think kind of like what you said about like how you write down your days, like you're a sentence of an idea, and like why I'm doing this, like. I think um, this summer I've been like trying to work on like um, like an idea creating process or like a better process because I feel like mine this past year has been like very scrambled of like oh I think of something and then I'll just probably just like do it because like I'm impulsive and impatient I'm just like I just want to do it like I don't care like let me just shoot my shot or whatever um, but now like I-, I kind of try to like go through a few questions like 
what is my idea? Like write it down out like out loud in words and kind of like read it to myself. Cause like sometimes like you just got to say something out loud and it'll either sound good or like sound really stupid. Right. Um, and then like, I think the second question I try to ask myself is like, what is like the goal of this? Like what, what, what is the point of it? You know? Um, like why kind of like you're saying, right. Um, and then another one was like, do I have ulterior motives? Like, am I like, is there like another reason that like maybe subconsciously I want to do this? Like, you know, um, and then after that, I think like prayer is pretty important for this. Like, especially with like more like the big, uh, kind of ideas, sort of like with burrito runs, I think that's like a much bigger undertaking. Like when I first started and like first did those burrito runs, I didn't really pray about it. I was like, uh, let's just like freaking do it or whatever. Um, and this summer, um, I like coming into the summer, I was planning on doing maybe like four or five burrito runs over the summer to just like, you know, get out there, keep doing it. Um, and then like, I was kind of talking to some, some people and like, there's like, yeah, you should, I feel like you should be praying about this more and like, um, listening to God more. So like, uh, that was something I, I did a lot more, um, praying about it. And then also I think a next step that I've been trying to like implement more is like telling other people about it and like getting their feedback, like what you said, right? Like peers, like mentors, like I'll talk to my dad about a lot of this stuff. Um, or like people who are like experienced with like that kind of thing. Um, and then like, I think that like that has definitely like helped in the burrito runs this year. Like I feel like um, this like summer, I like really had the idea of just like, go, 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 go. Like I want to like be doing all this good stuff. Right. Um, but like, I, I don't know, like I felt like God was kind of calling me like chill, slow down um, and kind of reflect. Right. And so during like the summer, um, uh, one of like the staff members at USC challenge, he like, um, introduced me to this book called like when helping hurts. And it's about a couple like Christian guys who have worked with, um, po like poverty and, uh, people who are like pretty poor and like trying to like bring the gospel to them, but also like trying to just like help like with whatever needs that they have. Um, and it's basically a book about how to do it in a biblical way and like a Jesus Lee way. And also, how to do it without like actually hurting them. Cause like, you know, I feel like when we come from like our privilege, like our, our bias um, can be like very dangerous and we like don't completely understand. Right. And like, I've read only like a chapter and a half. And like in that, like I have a bunch of notes of like, Oh, how like I should be changing my mindset. Like when going into those burrito runs or like how I should like approach this, or maybe like this is something I can implement on the side. Right. Um, and like a couple of weeks ago, I went on the first burrito run of the summer with my dad, which was like a pretty cool experience to like do with my dad. Like I got to tell some like the homeless homies that like uh, I'm friends with like, hey, yo, like this is my like dad, like, you know, meet him, like dad, meet homeless homie, you know. Um, and that was like pretty cool to see. Um, and I think just doing that, like after like getting a time to like step back and like not be doing those burrito runs every week. Um, I don't know. That was like pretty cool to to kind of take that time to reflect. Um, so yeah, for sure. Um, I, I know you said that you have like kind of like an ideas notes, um, of that ideas notes. Like, do you have like a general like estimation of like how many of those ideas come into fruition at like in some way or form? How many? I think a, a lot of, most of them come when I observe like a problem or like when I face like a problem that I have um, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes it comes at it usually comes at night I think like when I'm 
<clears throat> when I'm like about to go to sleep or when I'm just lying down <clears throat> and yeah I think ideas usually come when your mind is uh, peaceful and when you can really like focus and uh, move like move away from like any distractions that you might have <clears throat> yes and sometimes I might like get up get out of the seat like when I'm working if I'm stuck I'm, I might like walk around so that to like kind of refresh my brain and I find that that really helps like the new ideas come in so it's, I think it's mostly spontaneous mm -hmm. for sure yeah I think something like that I found helpful kind of like you like I, I like to walk around and like when I'm thinking and something that I've, I used to do a lot, like, especially when I was writing, like, screenplays and scripts, was, like, I would pretend like I was, like, narrating a YouTube video that was explaining the plot of my, like, movie or my script or whatever. So, like, I, I'd have, like, a whiteboard that I, I hung up, and then I, I would, like, you know, take the thing and, like, pretend, like, someone was recording me and I was, like, explaining it to them. And then, I, like, hearing that out loud, I'd be like, well, yeah, that sounds dumb. Or, like, oh, that's, like, something that I could work with, right? Um, and I feel like I end up talking to myself, like, a lot. Um, yeah. Um, and then um, something I realized, like, this past year, I was living with my roommate, Mike. Um, and something that he told me early on was, like, oh, like, something that I just do is, like, I kind of talk to myself a lot just to think through things. And I, I thought, like, I talk to myself a lot. But, like, he does, too. And I feel like that just kind of, like, was, like, an echo chamber of, like, we're all always talking to each other. Like, ourselves and that we're like influencing each other to like talk more to ourselves so like i feel like my like the, the amount that i talk to myself like grew even more like after living with mike um and yeah i don't know i'm just constantly just being like pretending like i have a youtube audience to talk to um yeah um i kind of have a similar thing to your uh like ideas doc i have um this thing called like things to um, think about or accomplish it's like a spreadsheet and like there's a bunch of like different kind of like categories there's like oh um personal or like relational or like um fun projects like creative or like just random thoughts or like ministry things and then I'll kind of like write them down and then after a while like sometimes it's just like a phrase like or or like an idea of like oh I want to like like one of the things was like I want to call Nick this week like an idea like oh maybe I should call Nick um, and then like, I'll write that down and then maybe a little later I'll try to like give myself like, maybe this is like more of goals than ideas, but like, I'll give myself like a date. Like, uh, I'm gonna try to like call Nick by this time, um, to like check in or whatever, or, or call like my cousin, I like by this point, like to just like check in and like t talk and, and chat. And I feel like that's like the way I kind of organize things. Like I'll have a bunch of things with dates and then like, ne like underneath them, it'll be like, Oh, but if it's like more of an idea or like something like. I don't know. I had an idea of doing this kind of, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Like this journaling time where like, I would kind of try to talk, uh, myself through like sins of pride and like being, um, like not humble, like lacking humble. I don't know what the word is. Um, and try to like do that. So I was like writing down different ways I could do that. Like I could journal, I could like literally just talk to myself. Like I I've done, um, like instead of journaling, I, I sometimes take like my podcast mic and just like 
talk to myself in voice memos for like, I have multiple voice memos on my computer that are like hour and a half long that like, I like, I'm not going to show anyone, but like, it just helps to like, kind of, I don't know, talk through things and stuff. I don't know. I, I don't ever want to listen to those again. Cause yeah, I mean, but like, I don't know. I think it helps my, my thought process and like how I, I think, um, I feel like I definitely either need to like write things down first and then I can probably like talk about them. Um, but like, how, how do you like generally process your thoughts or like things that kind of happen in your life? I think, uh, I think self-talk is also a big part of what I do. And, uh, I, I kind of go back and <clears throat> back and forth between like the pros and cons of like, for example, if I'm, um, like, should I be, should I spend this time to do homework or, um, or like anything else? <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. I kind of run, I kind of run through like the pros and cons of each action that I'm, that I like a potential action and then try to decide which is better. And so I guess not, uh, that's, yeah, I just, it's kind of like a mind battle like a like a personal mind battle and then <clears throat> and then there's like self-talk like should i do this and like oh well what <laughs> happens what happens if i do this what will like what will this person think or uh, what will happen to me and then <laughs> i run through like potential scenarios as well <laughs> and like try to imagine people's reactions like uh, based on what i know about them so it's <laughs> yeah so like self-talk and then self-thought or i guess reflection Mm. yeah i think in a similar way yeah like i like um like there's a lot of times where like i'm asking someone like oh like do you want to do something like do you want to get a meal do you want to like perhaps be on a podcast episode do you want to like go on a burrito run with me or do you want to like i don't know go like watch this movie i don't know like inviting things or like initiating I, i do i do that a lot right and um I think a lot of times when I get excited about like a particular thing, like, like this podcast, I remember like, I'll ask Nick and like, I hope he says, doesn't say no. Right. Like, and so like, as soon as I asked him, like before I even asked you and typed out that text, I was already thinking about like, um, what it would be like to like record a podcast with you. Right. Like, um, I was thinking like, Oh, I knew like, since you're, you're in Hong Kong right now and like not in the U S right. Like, Oh, this would be Instagram live. Right. So like, I like imagine like I, I gotta ha- have my AirPods on, like I have my my phone up, and like also like my laptop to record too, and then like ah, oh, there's a bunch of, like this 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 that I like I'll say or whatever, um, and I feel like I'll think in detail of like, um, like a positive, like possibility, right? Like, and oftentimes like I'll tell myself like, well, the worst thing that they could say is no, um, but like I don't, I never really think about that, right? Like so like, if people have say like say no, which like people haven't said no mostly like like to the podcast like people don't really say no which is nice so far but like other things like people will say no to like burrito runs will be like i'm terrified of going to south central and like i mean that's that's very valid um but like i feel like i always lie to myself like oh i'll I'll be fine if like people say no like no biggie you know like no worries no pressure that kind of thing but like i feel like um i often like don't actually think about like what that pathway would be like if people say no to like going out to breeder runs so like when that happens i'll be like kind of discouraged i'll be like bro that like sucks but like 
what could have been like we could be handing out like food to homies or whatever and like that would have been so cool but like you said no or like you know um but yeah i, I feel like i get caught up in like oh uh, like my view of like oh like that perfect pathway that i see this kind of path taking that like when it doesn't kind of go that way i'm like bruh tough like I, I get down pretty easily um but then quickly i'm like oh wait oh there's another thing that like i can get excited about like possibly asking someone and then i'll think of another positive like i don't know pathway of whatever happens in that um and kind of yeah like that um and yeah so i think that kind of also leads into the idea of like thoughts versus like what you say and communicate to people like there's like a very big difference in that right and i think um something that makes communication and also like writing and just talking to people so hard is like we often like know like what we think in our heads right like we know it pretty clearly or like if we have an idea like we know what it is right but like it the 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 difficulty is trying to express that in a way that like other people will understand and get exactly what you mean right and i feel like something that i have felt is like i kind of am scared to share those thoughts partially because like I feel like I'll say it wrong and like give people the wrong impression but also like I think there's a fear of like if I communicate this idea correctly or like in the way that I want to other people and they understand fully like what if they like think that like that's weird or like that's not normal or like oh that's crazy you know um so I know we've like before just like in life together we've kind of like talked about the idea of sharing thoughts or like speaking up or like sharing our opinion and and like talking about that stuff like what what kind of fears do you have with sort of like sharing thoughts and your thought process yeah uh i think the biggest one is uh like ridicule or like mocking like Mm -hmm. when you think like like if you have an idea and you share with someone and it's like they completely disagree with it or like think it's bad like you can Mm -hmm. it can feel like uh it's easy to get uh, defeated by that and uh, I think like other people like uh, other people's perception of you is also a big one <laughs> like if sharing this like will they look at me differently or uh, think lower lower of you like if you share this information with them so that's why like a lot of information is like censored or like concealed Mm-hmm. and uh, it's like hard to open up about certain things uh, especially if there's no like psychological safety mm-hmm. for sure yeah and I, I definitely think that's something that I've thought like I feel like a lot of times I'm someone with like a, a lot of ideas I feel like and I'll like be pretty vocal about a lot of them and something that one of my ideas uh, like early in the second semester of our freshman year was like to our freshman class in our Christian fellowship. I was like, Hey, we should all play, um, a Snapchat photo tag. And I made a bunch of ridiculous rules. And like, it was uh, the way I was thinking, it was like, Oh, this is a way to like have fun bond. And also like, I don't know, get to know one another. I, I there were some terrible rules that I added in there that were extremely stupid. And like, I, I hate myself for that so much. Um, and I remember after I sent that text and like the response was just like, ain't nobody want to even like respond to that. Cause they were like, this is whack and crazy. Right. Um, 
I was like, now everyone probably thinks I'm stupid, right? And like, I think someone told me like afterwards, like, oh, like that was like so like well intentioned. Like, I, I know like maybe not the best idea, but like, you know, you're not your ideas, right? So like, don't worry. But then I was like, in my mind, I was like, bruh, but like, I feel like I care a lot about my ideas. Like, I, I think about ideas a lot. And like, um, sure, like that one idea doesn't like define me, right? Or like that doesn't like, like increase or decrease my value, but like, that like the idea is based off of like what I think and like how I act and how I operate. Right. So like on some level, like their negative reaction to that idea is a negative reaction to like a part of me. Right. And I was like, Oh, I hate this. And like, it went down this like crazy spiral. I feel like of like, Oh, like now I suck. My ideas are terrible. Like I don't have good ideas. People don't like me, that kind of thing. And I remember at Hume, um, I went to the, the, the thinking workshop that, um, Aaron held. It was, um, kind of talking about how like we have often like a spiral like I had in that moment and how um something that we should do I remember she kind of had a graphic of four quadrants of four questions that we should ask and one of them was like I think it was one like what are you feeling two um like uh why am I feeling this three what does God say about like this like kind of I don't know principle or topic or idea um like what truth does he say from that and like the fourth thing was like what am I going to do with that truth? Am I going to choose to believe the truth or am I just going to continue like to believe these lies of like, Oh, everyone hates me. Everyone thinks I'm stupid, that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know. I think that is like a daily struggle for me. Like, even though like it seems like, Oh yeah, like you're not defined by like what people think of you or like your identity is not in like other people thinking whatever they think about you. Right. Um, I think it's always like very hard to like continue to like, believe that and believe that like our identity is placed in like god who like already loves us despite us being like terrible like you know um which i don't know i don't know if you feel that kind of struggle yeah i agree i agree with that a lot and like subconsciously you you always think about it like uh will they like you always like will think about however people view you and um and there's i think like preventing a case of embarrassment is like it's like a very high priority or like like nobody wants to feel that like rejection or being put on the spot <laughs> like i remember uh i was challenged and like we do like that birthday the birthday song and then <clears throat> uh it had that week i happened to be it happened to be my like my birthday was like around that time and then <laughs> like I was trying to hide and but yeah but it so it's like those kind of situations are like I try to avoid like those kind of situations but sometimes mm. I exaggerate the consequence or like I sometimes I exaggerate like how bad it is like that birthday like for example the birthday song thing is really not that bad <laughs> so but in my mind it was like really bad yeah so i think sure. i think i t i tend to exaggerate the worst or like negative scenarios mm -hmm. and for context like the birthday thing that he's talking about is like on our thursday night meetings when there's maybe like 200 people in a room together like while we're meeting um like at the end we'll have announcements and people will be like oh whose birthday is it this week and like whoever's birthday it is sometimes they'll like call you up and like make you sing or make you like 
do like some rhythm thing to a song or like just do something wacky in front of like literally everyone like go up take the mic and like have to do something probably embarrassing so like i i understand like what nick feels like that and sometimes they'll just like call you out and like the whole like room will start chanting for like someone and then they'll kind of like be peer pressured into going up which like yeah that's terrifying um for sure yeah and i think that spiral of like oh my gosh what if like i do something that is stupid and everyone just like thinks of me of like oh that one guy who like messed up at the birthday thing or like the one guy who did that you know um yeah and i think like something that is i don't know that is bad about trying to like maintain this like perfect or like good like dignified image is like that's just like not true that's like not what we are right like that that's just like a persona that's like a a facade right and i think um something that i have like was struggling with and still am struggling with is like having a lot of pride um having a lack of humility right um and so i've asked i've been asking some people like what's a good way to like practice humility or like what's a good way to try to get rid of pride and something that um someone told me was like to um practice humility like confess more like um not just like being like oh to everyone like i'm a terrible person and i suck and like my ideas are bad and like i can't do the birthday thing right like not like that but just like um to like selectively to like people who are close around you like um confess and like like let them know like when i do something wrong or like uh like you know if i rub people the wrong way like ask for forgiveness that kind of thing and i think that just like brings a a bigger awareness of like um how like we're not perfect and also like allows other people to see like your vulnerability and like to set the pace and like oh i'm not perfect and i know that um but like that's okay because god also knows that and i think something that i i had a little learning experience today um that like uh was a little bit uncomfortable but like today at summer camp um we went to a field trip to this like amusement park right and um i was with a group of like 12 second graders they're in my group um we, we, we went on um the like the carousel, like the merry-go-round where like you're going around in like the, the horsey thingies and they go up and down. And so I was waiting outside for them. And then after like my group exited, I kind of like left with them and like we went to the next place. And then like one of my bosses kind of came later with like two other kids and she was like, bro, two of your kids were just chilling around, running around the amusement park and you like left them behind. And I was like, uh, wait that's i was like my bad and then like she gave me like the kids and like then i talked to the kids i was like bro like guys come on you guys got to be paying attention and stuff but like in my heart i knew that like this was 100 percent on me i just kind of like left before like i saw them come out or whatever because i just like I, it slipped my mind right but like in that moment like because like like the way that it happened like the way that the boss called me out it was like she's kind of far away ish and she was like hey yo your two kids are here so like other people are kind of seeing this conversation sort of so like i kind of wanted to make it feel like oh like oh it was these like little two dumb kids who are like you know they're just like not paying attention and stuff so like i kind of like was like bro guys come on you got to keep up that kind of thing and then the more i thought of it i was like dang this sucks like i lost two kids or like i lost track of them right and usually like i feel like i'm a pretty good counselor and like i like know where all my kids are like i got all my stuff in order so like I don't know, like the idea that like I could lose two kids on a field trip. I was like, dang, like what? No way. Um, and like, I feel like a lot of that was like me, like going off on those two kids was like my pride of like wanting to be seen as like this great counselor who like has things under control. Um, and I feel like after a little while, like as the field trip kept on going on, like I feel like kind of the Holy Spirit kind of like tugging at me, like, Ayo, that wasn't right. Like you knew that you messed up. Right. 
so at the end um like i had to like i like went to apologize to like the two kid boys i was like sorry guys like that was my bad like i should have been paying attention like i i lost y'all that was on me like sorry about that um which like was tough to like say to the kids and i also had to say it to like i didn't like pull them like i like kind of said it to like the rest of the group too and i don't know just like seeing like talking to 12 kids and being like sorry i lost two of you my bad like it's kind of a tough thing you know to do um so i don't know i feel like confessing though is like a good way to try to like get used to that like it's definitely uncomfortable to like be like i kind of suck but um it's something i'm trying to like work on a little bit you know it's hard to do that take that first step and admit like you're wrong and but like it it sets like a really positive example for other people uh who who also have like i think a lot many of us have like this these fear of like rejection and like seeing another person like go over that like triumph over that fear can be really inspiring and yeah so it's not just you who like broke can you can help other people like overcome that fear as well by uh admitting and like being vulnerable too but it definitely feels terrible in the like when you have to do it in front of like a lot of people and i messed up and then yeah it's hard for sure and i think like talking about vulnerability like something that is just like in our culture usually like men boys guys in general like aren't like like when men show like emotion or are, are vulnerable that kind of thing it's just like oh wow you're weak like soft you know charming like that kind of thing um uh how do you feel like your like ability or comfortability with like vulnerability has i don't know changed shifted been up and down or whatever because like you know we're in a very like that kind of like masculine society of like oh you can't like boys can't cry and like you can't like you know that kind of thing what has that kind of been like for you i i think it is it's increased a lot since since like freshman year started but like before freshman year of college uh started i like i was like I, vulnerability was not really something i did or like i wanted to do <clears throat> and yeah a lot of things like you would prefer to keep it to yourself and <clears throat> but then it becomes like this baggage and that you carry and it's just really tiring uh but i think the i think vulner like my willingness to be vulnerable increased a lot when i uh when i realized that like there is a safe space and like when uh, when other people like won't like judge you for what you say and share uh, so like when that when i realized that that is that 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 psychological safety was there then uh my willingness to be vulnerable like, increased a lot mm-hmm. so it it took yeah it took me you kind of like judge and to see like uh and you try to pre- you try to predict in your head what how people will react <laughs> yeah and i think like like you said like earlier just kind of like taking that first step is like very scary like sometimes like um 
like someone has to be like the first one to kind of like set that like oh like vulnerability pace right and like and i feel like that's always like definitely scary because um like honestly like it because like you can't tell someone like oh every single time you like try to share something like that's someone somewhat serious like not everyone is gonna like take that well or not everyone is gonna be like nice and loving and like welcoming in that right um and that's like always really tough and like hurtful i feel like um but i think like the benefits of like having that vulnerability and that like trust and that like ability to like lean on other like guys um i feel like that like even though it's like really hard to like get started on that like i feel like that outweighs like the like the random jerks that would be like wow you suck that kind of thing you know um because i feel like definitely in like just the first year of um being at usc like i i found that like having guys to like just like confide in talk to and be like this is kind of going on and this sucks or like this is going on and it's growing great and like sharing in that i think that's just like been very helpful um and also like just nice to have like people to talk to and people to listen you know yeah i definitely enjoyed like i feel like the conversation can go a lot deeper when you like when you're willing to admit like certain things and a lot of times you try to put up like defenses or like like try to you try to like maintain this image of yourself um but it, that that doesn't really match who you like what you really feel and like you're kind of living like a double life and, mm-hmm. and that's that's just i think like the only person that gets harmed from that is yourself so it's yeah just really tiring and not that helpful but i can see why it's yeah you don't want to get feel that rejection or embarrassment so it makes Mm -hmm. yeah that makes it makes sense to put up that image as well yeah i remember um towards the end of the year um in freshman year i remember we had one breakfast where i i was like i i confessed to you like i'm sorry like i have like uh scheduled a bunch of different things and like had to like cancel something on you or like also like i've been skipping classes to, like go get meals with you and like and other people and like i was like i gotta confess this to someone like because this is like not healthy for my grades or like just for life in general like i was like i, I gotta tell someone and i was like terrified i i, I was like I-, I thought like you were gonna be very like bro you suck like i hate you like what the heck bro um which like Honestly, like, if you did react like that, I mean, that's valid. Because, like, I was just a straight dumb-dumb, like, skipping classes, like, double booking. And, like, I, I was, yeah, it was just terrible, right? Um, But, like, I think, um, like, you definitely in that, like, breakfast, like, were, you were, like, were very, like, graceful in that. Like, of like, yeah, like, I mean, but you were also, like, bro, you can, like, not stop skipping class. Like, you, you, did, you drew the line. You're, like, bro, like, don't skip a class, like, the rest of the year. And I was, like, yeah, I'm stupid. Like, I shouldn't do that. Um, and I think, like, that's another part of it of, like, um, other guys, like, pushing me and, like, me being able to, like, push other guys to, like, be better. Like, yeah, like, um, there, there's, like, room for, like, grace and forgiveness and, and like, um, that. But, like, also, like, knowing when to be, like, yo, but this, like, you got to, like, get this stuff together, um, which I think has been helpful. And, like, sometimes, like, I feel like deep down, like, we'll know that. Like, I know deep down, like, I shouldn't be skipping classes. Um, but sometimes, like, you just need to hear someone say it to you, like, bro like do this you know yeah sometimes you need that extra tug and like motivation to yeah 
I feel like ex- external motivation usually is, but is usually external motivation is more short lasting, and I think it, the intrinsic motivation is what's really gonna like stick with you and uh, like your parents. Like when you're young, like your parents would like tell you to do like homework, but as you grow older, like you kind of motivate yourself to do that, and so I think that's more sustainable. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, yeah, I think that's like a really good point. Like, um, there's only like so much that, like in this example of me skipping class, right? There's only only like so much that Nick could do for me to like get me to go to class. Like he could like telling me to do it he could like text me reminders like bro you got a class go or whatever like something stupid or like be like i'm not gonna like eat with you during this time because i know you have a class or something but like nick can't like physically well i don't know maybe he could like knock me out and like throw me like i I don't know (laughs) um but like he can't physically make me do that and like make me want to do that right um like that change has like that maturation that growth has to come come from like each individual right but also like i think part of that is like transformation and conviction comes from God, right? Like he's the one that like will really change our hearts and be able to um, put those things um, on our minds and our like souls. Right. Which I think kind of goes to like the next part that I sort of wanted to talk about. Cause like, I think like just in general, like having a relationship with God, being a Christian, um, a lot of it is like a battle of the mind. Right. Um, I think like Romans 12 too. this is like one of the verses that we memorize for project impact. So testing me real quick it's do not conform to the any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test um and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will right um so basically just like how how we think like dictates just like how we live right um what is like kind of like one thought process that has like changed or shifted since you've you know like had this relationship with god which is kind of like a loaded question. I know, like, sorry for like, just being like, all right, hard left turn, like, boom, you know? Um, cause I, but I do feel like God, you know, he really just like works through us and changes, changes our thoughts. That's a good question. And <clears throat> I think, I think the biggest change in my thoughts are, um, like how I, I've like pay more attention to how I treat, over people and like whatever is around me mm-hmm. and like realizing that um, like your actions have like it doesn't just affect yourself but it affects other people as well and uh, like a very basic example is uh, like if you share like a bathroom with someone you you want to keep like it's not like it's not just your space so you want to like make sure like the floor is not wet after you finish or like that you keep things like clean and not make them like a big mess so like just mm-hmm. trying to be like more uh, be more aware of like your sur- your surroundings and like clean up clean up after yourself um, take out the trash like things like that mm-hmm and I think also, like, relationally, I I think, like, after becoming a Christian, I've prioritized, like, relationships a lot more. And, like, trying to be, trying to, 
like before I wouldn't like before I guess I would prioritize like my own quiet like just being by myself but after becoming a Christian I I think my thought on that really changed a lot and I became like more open to meeting with other people and like even like new people as well Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure I think that's like something that like whether it be like USC Christian challenge or just college in general but like one-on-one meals has been like just um totally like uh something like I, I didn't really do at all before um like getting one-on-one time with people but that's like now like so much of like what I feel like I've done in the past year um and I think that like something that like that I have have learned um over the past years like um knowing like something that like uh one of my accountability partners told me was like um everyone likes to be around the jokester but no one wants to follow the jokester right um and like I feel like as someone who has like made a lot of dumb jokes a lot in my life like a lot of dumb jokes like like so many bad jokes like yeah okay I cannot stress this enough I am so stupid and have done so many stupid dumb joke things like wow um like that hit me so hard because I feel like I'm someone who yeah makes those dumb jokes but also like I want to you know set an example for like other believers and uh, just like people in the world in general and be a good influence and a good representation um and so like one thing that towards the end of the year right like well, okay, maybe back up uh, for some context. Like I, with those one-on-one meals, I had quite a few platonic meals with um, the female gender, the female species, right? Um, so like, like because like I like genuinely was like, all right, platonic friends, like, you know, like, let's get to know some of these people, that kind of thing. Um, and there was a point where I had, I'd been, you know, you know, maybe having too many platonic meals, like, far too many platonic meals you know usually probably the preferred amount is not at all um but anyways i was far past that and like it had become a meme amongst the freshmen and like some of like the upperclassmen in you too um and on like the big senior celebration like the last big thing like uh like some people were like, oh, let's get a picture with like Matthew and all of the platonics. So it was like a picture of me and like 10 girls that like, I don't know, and stuff like that. And I was, everyone was like, wow, this is super funny and that kind of thing. And like, I was talking to one of my friends and like, I was like, bro, I should like edit this picture and make it look like an album cover. And like, I don't know, like post it on my spam or something. And then like, maybe you know, like how, like when you like, artists they'll release the album cover and then maybe like on the second slide it'll be like a list of songs that they have on like that album and i'll think of like oh i should do that and like the list of songs they could be like inside jokes of like funny things like based on the platonic relationships or whatever um and like i feel like me in first semester would have definitely done that like done the photoshop done like the whole like song stuff and inside jokes and posted that asap um i probably would have done it on my main account because i was just that stupid um but like after thinking of like what that guy said to me like everyone wants to like be around the jokester but no one wants to follow the jokester um i was like kind of thinking about like what example this would set to like other guys what this like would come off to other girls i was like oh am i just like kind of um 
do I just like, am I using them as like a number, like as a joke, that kind of thing? Or also like, um, if I'm just making a joke out of everything, like how does like, how do I come off to other people? And just like, um, how would that, you know, come off and how would that represent like what I'm about? Like, and like, you know, a loving relationship in a like godly biblical context. So I was like, ah, oh, even though like, okay, I, I will be fully honest here. Like I had, I have, I photoshopped it. I have the album cover. I have the album. Like it is, it is a thing and it looks beautiful, bro. It's like color corrected. I like edited the photo. I have like the, the design of like the album cover and bro, that image it's in my phone and I love it. Like it looks really good. It's funny, but like, I, I thought like that, I just should never like release that. Um, because like that's just not beneficial um for like me or anyone involved and especially me um but yeah um so i think that's like something like oh like i feel like the instant gratification of like posting that like thing and like getting all like the funny comments and like the dms and replies would be like oh i, I would love that that's like so funny but i think just like in the long term if like i want to be someone who is like trustworthy and someone who you know is like a good like godly righteous man I feel like that, that's just, like, not the way I want to go. Um, so, like, that thought process has definitely changed quite a bit over over the last, like, I don't know, seven months or so. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a whole lot. Nick, Nick has seen, like, the entire, like, I don't know, story arc of my stupid platonic meals. Um, and he has been laughing along the way. Um <laughs> yeah um but anyways okay moving on there's no good way to segue from that um but another quote that i like that um i read in the bibliography of dawson trotman who he's this guy who like started the navigators a big like christian college ministry um something that dawson trotman said was predominant thought determines present action um predominant thought determines present action and i um i feel like i don't know that quote is like so so like true um but I don't know. What, what do you think are some like the predominant thoughts or like events or things that are kind of like in your brain that sort of like drive the way you think and like view the world, which again is like a really big loaded question. So sorry again, but yeah. I think, I think being like the oldest sibling has really changed like, and helped me to try to be more responsible in my thinking and uh, to think about like, not just like the impact that this might have on me, but on other people as well. And uh, trying to like take care of uh, younger people as well, <clears throat> like my brother and my sister. Um, and I think an another big thought is uh, like to. Uh, t life is like really precious and we only have so much time so I'm just trying to make the most out of the time that we have and uh, yeah to not take things for granted like every day is like uh, a, yeah you shouldn't take that for granted mm -hmm. for sure definitely I think those are definitely two big kind of things like i think also like 
in the way that you are like an older sibling and that shapes your kind of perspective. Like I'm a, a younger sibling. I have an older sister and I feel like a lot of her life, just like, um, a lot of the, like the music taste that she has, like the Broadway musical stuff. A lot of that stuff is like, I like that because of her, like me doing like applying for my high school newspaper, which has led me to like start studying journalism at USC now. Like that was because she was on the high school newspaper first. And I feel like just like a lot of her life and interest and stuff has like kind of determined how like I've thought of things and how like I have done things in my life, just like on a, you know, academic and career level. Um, but also something that like something that Josh Mora, my um like discipler for this past year told me that like has stuck with me like ever since he told me like early on when we were first meeting he said like um uh don't lose sight of the vision when you're in the trenches um and i think like i don't know like the way he said it like it just like that hit um and that was like um i don't know yeah like there was a lot of projects and things that i was like trying to like do during that time and it was like a very encouraging note um and like now like on my ankle like i I made an anklet a little while ago with like letters and stuff and it it said like um uh right now okay if since this is like a audio podcast with no video i'm currently like in my bed like shoving my like leg up to my camera so that nick can see my like disgusting little anklet anyways that was a detail that you did not need to know (laughs) um but it said it said like i kind of put down like keep vision in the trenches right and like I tied it and like put it on and I was like yes this is cool so like every time I like look down like in my head it was like symbolic like oh whenever I get discouraged I'll put my head down right like but when I look down I'll like look at the anklet and I'll see it and then it'll be like all right keep vision of like what you're trying to do and don't get discouraged right um but then like literally like three hours later I like I was taking a shower at night and like I didn't tie the thing well enough or whatever so like it started unraveling and all of like the letters started just like falling off the like the string and then i had like i don't know what happened but like the the shower that i was in like it had a big drain so like literally all these like beads are going straight down the drain they're just disappearing and i'm like bruh i just worked so hard on this like it's hard to get like that many e's for like the 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 anklet and so like i stopped it um and like salvaged what was left and now all that's there is in on the right um but i ended up retying it and stuff and like i i still have it and it just makes no sense now if you look down at it and try to read it it says in on the um and like working at a summer camp like every single day i have kids asking me like what the heck does this mean like what, what is this trying to say right um and at first i was like bruh like i'm gonna throw this away because this is stupid right or i'm gonna try to like get more letters um to like redo it um but then like i kind of thought of like how like often like God doesn't work according to like um, my plan or, you know, like the, the way that I kind of um, want things to go. Right. And oftentimes like it's in like the unexpected ways in the ways where I think everything is going wrong that like God uses to like work for his plan. And even though it's not exactly what I wanted, like his thing is better and more glorious um, than I could have ever imagined. Right. And I feel like I've seen that be true in my life before. So like I, I decided to kind of keep it like, even though it didn't go according to plan, like this is like proof of that. Like you got to keep vision in the trenches. Cause like, even though it's like kind of whack, like God is going to make a way. So I don't know. I feel like now it's got like some cool sim- symbolism that like, I don't know. I, I haven't taken it off since I, um, I made it. So I don't know.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for like, kind of like for me, I had like the don't lose sight of the vision in the trenches from Josh. Um, what, what were some, do you have any like things like that where like people have told you something that has kind of like stuck and really, really moved you or stayed with you? Uh, that's, I think, yeah, one of the, one of the things that have stuck with me is, uh, like people, I remember in first grade, uh, art class, we had to draw, uh, what would, like an, I think an animal or something. And <laughs> I, I'm, I know I'm terrible at drawing. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of my classmates had to make sure I knew that as well. So I think Dang. that a lot of, that's like really stuck with me ever since. And in high school, in high school, I had to take two art classes, and those were probably the worst, <laughs> worst hours of the day by far. Yeah, and I think that's really stuck with me. And like, I I know that <laughs> that's not like art is not my calling for sure. Um, but yeah, but it's yeah, that's. Yeah, I just really, I guess I internalized that, like, from what other people were saying, like, oh, this is, and I remember this girl was really good at drawing, and, and, like, that led me to view her, like, like, be angry at her, even though she didn't do anything to me, and she didn't say, like, anything about my drawings, but because, like, everyone else thought her drawing was, like, really good, like, so like I didn't I just had like this resentment towards her for like no good reason as well so yeah like the a lot of the negative things can really stick so I I also try to be mindful of what I say to other people because it can be like the same thing that as like what happened to what happened to in my case <clears throat> mm-hmm for sure. And I think like, honestly, like that period of time, like during childhood, like when we're like really impressionable and we're like young, like I feel like a lot of things then like that really sticks, like no matter like what area of truth there is in there, like, like, sorry, Nick, you're not going to be perfect at everything. Like, you know, like that's like something that like, you know, I'm not gonna be perfect at everything. You're not gonna be perfect. At like there's no one who's perfect except for Jesus, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But like kids, like, you know, they're very like blunt and direct. Right. And I think it's, it's hard to like untangle those lies or like those those mean things that like um we've heard like at a very young age that have kind of like stuck with us you know like that um you kind of grow up believing which is which is tough i feel like um i feel like that's like kind of where that verse comes in like um like transform by like the renewing of your mind like continual like renewing constantly to like fight off those lies you know that the devil is trying to tell us for sure yeah. And I also think that like, um, something that I, I don't know, I think I saw this from Reddit. Um, it's not like a, like mo- most of the other things that I hear that are like moving are like, you know, from like, Oh, some like good Christian man or like my dad or like some good friend. But like, nah, this one, this thing that I heard was from Reddit, but like, um, I, I don't know what the thread was, but it was like, basically it said comparison is the thief of joy. Um, 
which I think like kind of like in your case, right? Like you, like this girl didn't do anything except like she was just like having a good time, like drawing her little animal or whatever. Um, but like you kind of comparing yourself to her, like was like just something that like took away joy from yourself. Right. And like created anger and bitterness. Right. Um, and also like something I think is like comparison is like, um, like playing a losing game against someone who doesn't even know that they're playing. Right. Um, like, you know, like that girl probably didn't even know that you had like those kind of like angry thoughts or like bitter thoughts at her. Right. And maybe like, maybe you were trying to like measure up or be like, Oh, I hate you. Or like trying to like get a better picture. But like, like even if you did like imagine like you did the most amazing animal drawing like most amazing like panda drawing ever the world has ever seen or whatever um and like imagine like i don't know first grade nick was like so proud and showed it to the girl and she'd just be like oh okay whatever like because like she had no idea that this like comparison game was going on in her head right um which like like i feel like when we say it like that like it's like oh that's so obvious like we are stupid but like i don't know i feel like i find myself like comparing myself a lot even though like it's like a game that like only I'm playing and I'm like destined to lose because like, like what happens even if I like quote unquote win, you know? Um, there's always a, yeah, so. yeah, there's always a bigger fish. Like, or like, yeah, it's just, it can, it's like never, it's like the spiral, like the never, it's like a never ending spiral. And mm-hmm. you, you can always find something like better and, yeah, like trying to be content with what you have and uh, like can really help, I think, combat that. <clears throat> like when, you, when you're satisfied with what you have, you won't like, oh, look, like this is better or like, and like do this like comparison game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that like something that is helpful for me um was to like write down like something that i i heard from this podcast called pure desires um it's more of like a it's a podcast that helps against like lust and pornography and temptation but it also like it's it's like about just like general like life transformation through jesus like um it's like a biblical podcast and something that uh they were talking about one day was like oh um ways to to like solidify truths in um in your like mind in your heart in your soul um and i'm trying to find like the document that i wrote it down on but basically they they said like think about times in your life through your whole life when like god moved or he showed up or he like provided right um like write those down like maybe you have like four or five so like i wrote down like four or five and then like now looking back you know you have hindsight right like hindsight's 2020 looking back write down what God was trying to teach you in that moment. Um, so like I'd write that down. And then after that, um, like write down what like God says about you in that moment. And then after that, like write down like what that means about me. Like, so basically, um, I don't know. Uh, one of the things was for me, like I wrote down, like um, I had this whole Obadiah crisis where I called myself Obadiah in the first semester of college basically um long story short it was because i had like a lot of insecurities of like not getting into the screenwriting program there feeling like i couldn't really make friends feeling like i wasn't really cool i didn't have like a special thing so like i made this personality like obadiah who was cool like he lived in a different dorm he was like a different major he like was born in brazil he like could cook really well and was like funny or whatever so i called myself obadiah for a little while um because like i was like insecure right um 
and then at, at one point like josh the guy i was talking about earlier he kind of like asked me why and like i kind of unraveled that and then he helped like me see like what my identity in christ was right so that was kind of like the area when like god showed up through a person right and then god said to me in that time i felt like he was saying to me like looking back like he told me that like i love you i know you're broken i know you're sinful you're stupid um but i love you anyways and like you you are like beloved that i'm gonna elevate you to like the same level as jesus like you're gonna be a co-heir of christ right um and so like that like after that like i wrote down that like oh that means i am adopted by god to be his child right um and like after that like the podcast like they kind of recommended like find a bible verse like don't just like find a bible verse that fits that but like actually go through the bible and like find a biblical truth that says that right so i found a verse for that like romans 8 16 through 17 which basically says like um that like god makes us like co-heirs with christ and heirs of god um and then like they say at the end of that like write a very short sentence of like a truth um and like in that i i kind of wrote down like i am beloved by god right and i think they they were talking about how like you want to connect like an emotional moment in your life where like you felt something and connect that with a bible verse and connect that with the truth right so like now you know that like kind of like what we were talking about with music earlier now when you look back at that moment that's also connected to a truth that like you believe right i mean that's a way to like get it into your heart um and i don't know i feel like that exercise um i've done that a few times i've done that like with, with different events in my life and they've really helped me like realize truths and also like get rid of lies that i've been like thinking about um so i don't know to anyone listening if like that would be helpful but um i don't know kind of wrapping up nick do you have any general like advice or like tips of like how you kind of try to like keep your thought life um you know joyful pure and also just like pleasing to god and also like not like negative or yeah that was like a double negative i don't know whatever you know what i'm saying i think like i i made like a a list of like verses that are that like i think would be helpful like to combat like temptations that i might have Mm -hmm. and uh and i so when like temptations do arise i try to use those verses to uh, try to resist and resist that temptation and uh, i think like your environment and like can impact that a lot as well and like the accessibility so like like trying to move up like try not to use your phone or like whatever that can easily lead you into like a it lead you into sin <clears throat> uh, so like being mindful of your environment and trying to internalize like bible verses can like really help you to like stay away from like to keep your thought life more pure and uh, another the third thing i think is like telling other people that like asking for help yeah uh like telling them that oh i yeah i i messed up and uh like i I want to move forward like in a better way. Mhm. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like kind of like Proverbs 27:17 like as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another. I think like that's incredibly important. Like if you try to like do life alone, like you're like good luck buddy. Like it's going to be tough for you. Um 
but yeah, also I think like something that um, I've learned from like a friend, uh, Kaleo, like um, I was talking to him about like sometimes like I'm struggling, like wanting to like read the Bible in the morning and do my quiet time. And he's like, yeah, I feel that too. Like sometimes I just pray to God, like, God, hi, I'm like talking to you right now. Like I like help me want to talk to you more or like help me want to like know you more. And I was like, that feels so weird. Like imagine like, okay, imagine like you and I were like eating, like we were like going, like having one of our lunches. And I was like, I told Nick, like, Nick, honestly, I don't really like spending time with you. But like, if you could help me like make it so that like I would want to spend more time with you, like that would be great. Like maybe just, you know, be more interesting, be cooler, be like more fun or like, I don't know, like that kind of thing. And I feel like that'd be something really weird to pray to God. Um, But I feel like that is something like if you're like genuinely and earnestly like trying to ask for that, like that's something he'll give to you because like he he wants that, right? And um, if you want it to like, yeah. So like that's something I, I feel like I've found myself praying a little more often. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think in that same way, like it's cool to like be vulnerable with God too. And like tell him how you feel. And like, if you're not feeling it one day, like don't like fake it, like just be real and genuine with him. I feel like, which is important too. So. Yeah. I'll try to be cooler. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how, (laughs) I don't know how long that'll take, but we'll get that. No, that was not a passive aggressive thing i'm sorry I oh no i know it's a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah i don't know um nick do you have anything else before we kind of wrap up uh yeah i just i think in the end like honesty will prevail and uh like living that double life or like trying to conceal things from god or other people will only backfire on you and so like it's even though it's hard like you should try to take that step to be honest with other people and it doesn't have to be like a lot of people you can start like you should start small yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah don't go around telling everyone your baggage you know because that'd be weird (laughs) um but yeah nick dude thank you so much for coming on the episode um yeah like i think it was a solid conversation i had a blast um definitely interesting to hear how you eat your food or i don't know um but thank you man yeah thank you for hosting for sure all right um we'll see you guys again next week with um i don't know who's planned for next week i have to figure that out but um until next time i'll see you guys later bye bye